0: chapter 30 of the bent twig by dorothy canfield this Librebox recording is in the public domain chapter 30 arnold continues to dodge the renaissance a gaunt roaming figure of ennui and restlessness arnold appeared at the door of the pergola and with a petulant movement tore a brilliant autumn leaf to pieces as he lingered for a moment listening moodily to the talk within he refused with a grimace the chair to which sylvia motioned him lord no hear him go it he said quite audibly and turned away to lounge back towards the house sylvia had had time to notice somewhat absently that he looked ill as though he had a headache mrs marshall smith glanced after him with misgiving and under cover of a brilliantly resounding passage at arms between morrison and page murmured anxiously to sylvia i wish judith would give up her nonsense and marry arnold oh they've only been engaged a couple of months said sylvia what's the hurry she'll get her diploma in january it'd be a pity to have her miss arnold's stepmother broke in rather impatiently if i were a girl engaged to arnold i'd marry him the trouble with all you connoisseurs, Morrison, is that you're barking up the wrong tree. You take for granted, from your own tastes, when people begin to buy jade buddhas and Zeloga bullfighters, that they're wanting to f- surround themselves with beauty. Not much. It's the consciousness of money they want to surround themselves with, Morrison conceded part of this. Oh, I grant you, there's a disheartening deal of imitation in this matter but America's new to aesthetics. Don't despise beginnings because they're small. A nettle leaf is small, but that's not the reason why it won't ever grow into an oak. Look here. A sheaf of winter grasses, rightly arranged in clear glass, has as much of the essence of beauty as a bronze vase of the Ming dynasty. I ask you just one question. How many people do you know who are capable of... The art critic broke in oh come you're setting up an impossibly high standard of aesthetic feeling i'm not presuming to do any such thing as setting up a standard i'm just insisting that people who can't extract joy from the shadow pattern of a leafy branch on a gray wall are liars if they claim to enjoy a fine japanese print what they enjoy in the print is the sense that they've paid a lot for it in my opinion there's no use trying to advance a step towards any sound aesthetic feeling till some step is taken away from the idea of cost as the criterion of value about anything he drew a long breath and went on rather more rapidly than was his usual habit of speech i've a real conviction on that point it's come to me of late years that one reason we haven't any national art is because we have too much magnificence. All our capacity for admiration is used up on the splendor of palace-like railway stations and hotels. Our national tympanum is so deafened by that blare of sumptuousness that we have no ears for the still, small voice of beauty. And perhaps, he paused, looking down absently at a crumb he had rolled between his thumb and finger on the table, it's possible that the time is ripening for a wider appreciation of another kind of beauty. That has little to do even with such miracles as the shadow of a branch on a wall. Morrison showed no interest in this vaguely phrased hypothesis, and returned to an earlier contention. "'You underestimate,' he said, "'the amount of education and taste and time it takes to arrange that simple-looking vase of grasses to appreciate your leaf shadows.' All I'm saying is that your campaign of aesthetic education hasn't made the matter vital enough to people, to any people, not even to people who call themselves vastly aesthetic, so that they give time and effort and self-schooling to the acquisition of beauty. They not only want their money to do their dirty work for them, they try to make it do their fine living for them, too, with a minimum of effort on their part. They want to buy beauty outright, with cash, and have it stay put, where they can get their fingers on it at any time. Without bothering about it, in the meantime, that's the way a Turk likes his women. Same impulse, exactly. I've known a few Caucasians, too, Mrs. Marshall Smith contributed a barbed point of malice to the talk. Paige laughed, appreciating her hit. Oh, I mean Turk is a generic term, Sylvia, circling warily about the contestants, looking for a chance to make her presence felt without impairing the masculine gusto with which they were monopolizing the centre of the stage, tossed in a suggestion. was it Hawthorne's? It's a queer fancy, like Hawthorne's, the idea of the miser, don't you remember, whose joy was to roll naked in his gold pieces page snatched up with a delighted laugh the metaphor she had laid in his hand capital precisely there's the thing in a nutshell we twentieth-century midases have got beyond the simple taste of that founder of the family for the shining yellow qualities of money but we love to wallow in it none the less we like to put our feet on it in the shape of rugs valued according to their cost We like to eat it in insipid, out-of-season fruit and vegetables. "'Doesn't it occur to you,' broke in Morrison, "'that you may be attacking something that's a mere phase, "'an incident of transition? "'Is anything ever anything else?' "'Page broke in to say.' Morrison continued, with a slight frown at the interruption. "'America is simply emerging from the frontier condition of bareness,' and it is only natural that one or perhaps two generations must be sacrificed in order to attain a smooth mastery of an existence charged and enriched with possession he gave the effect of quoting a paragraph from one of his lectures isn't the end of that transition inquired page usually simply that after one or two generations people grow dull to everything but possession and fancy themselves worthily occupied when they spend their lives regulating and caring for their possessions i hate he cried with sudden intensity i hate the very sound of the word does you great credit i'm sure said morrison with a faint irony a hidden acrimony pricking for an instant an ugly ear through his genial manner Ever since the day of the fire, since Page had become a more and more frequent visitor in Lydford, and had seen more and more of Sylvia, she had derived a certain amount of decidedly bad-tasting amusement from the fact of Morrison's animosity to the other man. But this was going too far. She said instantly, "'Do you know I've just thought what it is you all remind me of? I mean, Lydford." and the beautiful clothes and nobody bothering about anything but tea and ideas and knowing the right people i knew it made me think of something else and now i know it's a henry james novel page took up her lead instantly and said gravely putting himself beside her as another outsider well of course that's their ideal that's what they try to be like at least to talk like james people BUT IT'S NOT ALWAYS EASY. THE VOCABULARY IS SO LIMITED. LIMITED? CRIED MRS. MARSHALL SMITH. THERE ARE MORE WORDS IN A HENRY JAMES NOVEL THAN IN ANY DICTIONARY. OH, YES, WORDS, ENOUGH, ADMITTED PAGE, BUT ALL ABOUT THE SAME SORT OF THING. IT REMINDS ME OF THE SEMINARISTS IN ROME WHO HAVE TO USE LATIN FOR EVERYTHING. They can manage predestination and vicarious atonement like a shot, but when it comes to ordering somebody to call them for the 620 train to Naples, they're lost. Now, you can talk about your bric-a-brac in Henry James ease. You can take away your neighbor's reputation by subtle suggestion. You can appreciate a fine deed of self-abnegation if it's not too definite. I suppose a man could even make an attenuated sort of love in the lingo but i'll be hanged if i see how anybody could order a loaf of bread one might do without bread possibly suggested morrison pressing the tips of his beautiful fingers together by jove cried page in hearty assent i've a notion that lots of times they do this was getting nowhere "'Mrs. Marshall Smith put her hand to the helm "'and addressed herself to Morrison with a plain reminder "'of the reason for the grotesqueness of his irritability. "'Where's Molly keeping herself nowadays?' she inquired. "'She hasn't come over with you to tea for ever so long. "'The pergola isn't itself without her sunny head. "'Molly is a grain of sand in a hurricane nowadays.' said morrison seriously it seems that the exigencies of divine convention decree that a girl who is soon to be married belongs neither to herself to her family to her fiancé, oh least of all to her fiancé, but heart and soul and body to a devouring horde of dressmakers and tailors and milliners and hairdressers and corsetiers and petticoat specialists and jewelers and hosiery experts and They were all laughing at the interminable defile of words proceeding with a Spanish gravity, and Mrs. Marshall Smith broke in. I don't hear anything about house furnishers. No, said Morrison, the house furnisher's name is F. Morrison, and he has no show until after the wedding. What are your plans? asked Mrs. Marshall Smith. Nothing very definite, except the great date that's fixed for the twenty-first oh so soon less than three weeks from now morrison affected to feel a note of disapproval in her voice and said with his faint smile you can hardly blame me for not wishing to delay oh no blame she denied his inference after all it's over a month since the engagement was announced and who knows how much longer before that you and molly knew about it no i'm not one who believes in long engagements the shorter the better sylvia saw an opportunity to emerge with an appearance of ease from a silence that might seem ungracious it was an enforced manoeuvre with which the past weeks had made her wearily familiar aunt victoria's hitting at arnold and judith over your head she said to morrison it's delicious the way tantine shows herself for all her veneer of modernity entirely nineteenth century in her impatience of judith's work now that there is a chance to escape from it into the blessed haven of idle matrimony she can't see why judith doesn't give up her lifetime dream and marry arnold to-morrow somewhat to her surprise her attempt at playfulness had no notable success the intent of her remarks received from her aunt and morrison the merest formal recognition of a hasty dim smile and with one accord they looked at once in another direction and after the wedding mrs marshall smith or is that a secret oh no when one belongs to molly's exalted class or is about to be elevated into it nothing is secret i'm quite sure that the society editor of the herald knows far better than i the names of the hotels in jamaica we are to frequent oh jamaica how how original mrs marshall smith cast about her rather desperately for a commendatory adjective yes quite so isn't it agreed morrison it's molly's idea she is original you know it's one of her greatest charms she didn't want to go to europe because there is so much to see there to do she said she wanted a honeymoon and not a personally conducted trip they all laughed again and sylvia said how like molly how clever nobody does her thinking for her the roads in jamaica are excellent for motoring too i hear added morrison that's another reason of course page gave a great laugh well, as Molly's cousin, let me warn you, Molly driving a car in Jamaica will be like Pavlova doing a bahant on the point of a needle. You'll have to keep a close watch on her to see that she doesn't absent mindedly dash across the island and jump off the bank right on into the ocean. Where does F Morrison, house furnishing expert come in? asked Mrs. Marshall Smith. After the wedding, after Jamaica, said Morrison, we're to come back to New York and, for a few months, impose on the good nature of Molly's grandfather's household, while we struggle with workmen at all. The Montgomery House on Fifth Avenue, that's shut up for so many years, ever since the death of Molly's parents, is the one we've settled on. It's very large, you know. It has possibilities." I have a plan for remodeling it and enlarging it with a large inner court, glass-roofed, something slightly Saracenic about the arches, and what is now a suite of old-fashioned parlors on the north side is to be made into a long gallery. There'll be an excellent light for paintings. I've secured from Devine a promise for some tapestries I've admired for a long time. Beauvais, not very old. Louis, the seventeenth but excellent in color those for the staircase he spoke with no more animation than was his custom with no more relish than was seemly his carefully chosen words succeeded each other in their usual exquisite precision no complacency showed above the surface his attitude was as always composed of precisely the right proportion of dignity and ease but as he talked some untarnished instinct in sylvia shrank away in momentary distaste the first she had ever felt for him mrs marshall smith evidently did not at all share this feeling oh what a house that will be she cried lost in a forecasting admiration you with a free hand a second house of Jacques Coeur sylvia stood up rather abruptly i think i'll go for a walk beside the river she said reaching for her parasol may i tag along said page strolling off beside her with the ease of familiarity sylvia turned to wave a careless farewell to the two thus left somewhat unceremoniously in the pergola she was in brown corduroy with suede leather sailor collar and broad belt a costume which brought out vividly the pure clear coloring of her face good-bye she called to them with a pointedly casual accent, nodding her gleaming head. "'She's a very pretty girl, isn't she?' commented Mrs. Marshall Smith. Morrison, looking after the retreating figures, agreed with her briefly. "'Yes, very. Extraordinarily perfect specimen of her type.' His tone was dry. Mrs. Marshall Smith looked with annoyance across the stretch of lawn to the house. "'I think I would better go see where arnold is she said her tone seemed to signify more to the man than her colorless words he frowned and said oh is arnold she gave a fatigued gesture no not yet but for the last two or three days he began impatiently why can't you get him off this time before he an excellent idea she broke in, with some impatience of her own, but slightly difficult of execution. End of chapter 30